this week we'll just start no. the episode yeah hello loyal listeners and welcome to another episode of true north nerds Yay. Yay. so with us this week is kevin hello and ryan that's me and uh jen will be in here uh in a pre-recorded segment Yay. Yay! So this week we're going to cover the news and spider-man far from home Yay! oh Yay. it's so good there, there, there's your non-spoiler review right there. <laughs> it was really good. But uh, we will get to it. Uh, j- just remember, when we do get to that review segment, there will be spoilers. Lots of spoilers. Yes, there will. But to start with, Ryan, what's in the news this week? Uh, in the news. Well, first off, let me apologize for my cold. Um, Don't apologize for your cold. Uh, I'll apologize for apologize how I sound for with how my you cold. Sound. Uh, but anyway, okay. Tell that fucker to go yeah. spit. Been drowning it in orange juice. Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's start off with rumors. Rumor, rumor, rumor. Rumor of another Disney Plus series. Oh, yes? A Disney Plus Star Wars series. Oh, yes? I don't know if I've heard this one. Uh, see, I only saw this one real small. Like, it, was a, it was a real blip, like, last week. Okay. Uh, so a Darth Bane series so it'll be a prequel ah, series okay you know they've done a book on it that's still yeah. part of the disney timeline i don't know darth bane uh darth bane was the the darth that came up with the rule of two. Oh, okay. yeah it's like original sith yeah like he's the one that survived the the, the great sith jedi war and oh. decided that you know there'll only ever be two <laughs> we're all dicks there can only be two of us because if you have that many dicks then it just falls apart. <laughs> and nobody wants that many dicks. So moving on. To, so yeah, so the rumor is that Disney's in talks with someone to be to play Darth Bane. Oh, really? And that someone is Dave Bautista. Interesting. Um, from what I remember of the character physically, it kind of matches. Um, I'm just curious if Big Dave's got enough time to, to do that. He's got a lot on his acting plate right now. He's a working actor. He will. He takes on roles, and you know he's currently I think doing. Would, I Dune. think. I think it would be great. Yeah, yeah. I think he could pull it off. Netflix has ordered a Sandman TV series. Yes, yeah. and apparently spending a crap ton of money on it. Sounds like. So the the first season is going to run the first trade paperback basically according to neil gaiman it'll oh. be the preludes and nocturnes story they'll cut the justice league part i assume i assume that won't be in it because they kind of cut superheroes out after that storyline anyways yeah. um and then uh he said and a little bonus so probably preludes and nocturnes and maybe whatever issue in the second book kind of leads into the next storyline i've read some people online like why isn't this on dc universe why did it go to netflix because netflix has a crap ton of money Money. to spend on it and dc universe 
couldn't afford to make a Sandman show right now. Yeah. Now, would Sandman, is that one of those characters that like, does Neil Gaiman own Sandman so, or parts of Sandman? Or is that a DC? Like, where does that okay. fall? So where, because he's getting griped at on this, and where it falls is he does not own Sandman. Um, because technically, Sandman is based off of a crappy Jack Kirby character. Okay. Or at least yeah. that's what it started off as. However, he does have a participation deal with the character. So it's one of those weird things where he doesn't own it, but he gets a large say over whatever yeah, happens, happens to it. it. That's why he's an executive producer on the show. The, the Golden Age Sandman was a shadow-like character with a trench coat of fedora and he wore a gas mask. Yeah, but that's not even the one he's based off. No, of. he's based another... off of the one with the whistle. Yes, that's right. Who makes a brief appearance in yeah. the series? Yeah. The best example of him sort of flexing his muscle on this is um, there was to be when uh, the new Fifty Two came around. There was a character that was based off of the Endless, like called Doctor Endless or something like that. Okay, that appeared. If you go through Bleeding Cool, you could probably find the sketch artwork for it. Appeared and quickly never to be heard from again. And the rumor was is they didn't go to Neil on it, and he kiboshed it. And there's been a couple other things over the years where it's. I know for when Death appeared in Action Comics before uh, the New 52, he he rubber stamped that like that was approved, and that's why he is has like a hand in the current Sandman comics as kind of an executive producer role, like the the Sandman book and the a couple of the other books, books that of were magic, Vertigo. Whatever. Yeah, Books of Magic's a, another one. So because uh, yeah, because a trade of that just came out this week. Yeah, and he's listed on it, but I don't think he actually wrote it. I think he just sort of guided it, like. Oh, okay. But uh, oh, um, so this one actually, I saw this one before last episode and didn't write it down, but saw it again. There's going to be a live action Final Fantasy series. Uh, I saw being it worked announced on. and like, like kind of like just saw it announced and that was it. It's kind of like we're making this. Mm. It'll be interesting. It'll be depending on which Final Fantasy vert, like which characters, which version. Yeah. Almost every game they've they change the different worlds and different characters and different things. There's so. a couple of them that are connected with yeah. one another. Jen, unfortunately, Jen's not here. She's the expert on them. From what I understand, it's more of an aesthetic is the carries on through the series and chocobos, the the chicken things. They're in all of them. Okay. Chicken things. Yep, they're like chickens and ostriches. They're okay. Yeah. Uh oh. So we got a new Jumanji trailer. Yeah. I saw yeah. That. Uh, Jumanji: The Next Level. Uh, and then this one, uh, it's, uh, we get a little twist. Instead of the uh, the same characters coming back and going into the game, we get uh, two new people going into the game. We get Danny DeVito. Yeah. And Danny Glover. And Danny Glover. And Danny DeVito goes into The Rock, and Danny Glover goes into uh, Kevin Hart. <laughs> and Kevin Hart is doing the best Danny Glover impression ever. <laughs> he's really, at least by the trailer, he's really nailed it well. I never saw the last Jumanji movie, so really? I think I'm going to have to go back and watch oh, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so much fun. No, you should, it is you should surprisingly see that good. It's fun. Like, I wasn't a giant fan of the first one like i saw it it was okay you know yeah you it's mean fun. like the robin williams yeah one? the original 
so I wasn't yeah I wasn't in any hurry to see this this one with the rock and all that but I saw it I liked it it's fun oh. it's one it. of the better movies the rocks ever put out oh that's awesome yeah oh there was a surprise announcement last week totally came out of the blue uh the Walking Dead the comic series has yeah. ended yeah. It was, uh, I think... Pissing what, off comic shops across the country. Yeah, it's what, Tuesday they announced it? Monday, yeah. tu- Tuesday? Well, Tuesday the only reason it even got announced was because the comic shops get their comics first and they knew it was going to leak. Like, yeah. uh, but Because somebody was going to flip read it through and their notice. copy and go, holy shit. So, uh, yeah, it just it came out that uh, even though after, even though the, the they had solicited issues 194 and 195... Mm. Uh, they just uh, ended at 193. Done. Yep. Apparently, somebody asked why he didn't end on a nice round number, but 193 fills up one of the Treasury editions. Oh. So that's that's why he decided to uh, end there. Yeah. I was wondering if it had something to do with it fitting into those compendiums yeah, or some, the kind trade, of, some kind the, of trade. Yeah. The, uh, like the big, thick compendium big, yeah. ones. Yeah. I've got the first one of those. Yeah. And then I couldn't wait for the second one, so I started buying it in trade ever since yeah I, I see two sides to the argument like if you talk to comic shops they were annoyed oh yeah because they they would have they they ordered more, more and sold more but at the other side is like you know, there was a guy who came into big b this week when i went in who hadn't heard anything just got the book in, in on the wednesday and somehow it managed to completely bypass oh wow all the stories Ooh, and good. was like and was like surprised and like Happily so. Like yeah, yeah. It, it was like it was kind of cool to, that he didn't know anything about right. it, and it, like, oh shit, this is it. This is the end. I love that he even went as far as to write fake solicitations for the next two or three issues. Yeah, he did something like that uh, not too long ago with that series that they put out, the mini series. Um, it's not a Walking Dead, but it's one of Kirkman the, wrote it. The thief one? Uh, no, it was. Kill, 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 or something like that. It, it's got a weird title, oh, okay. but it just kind of like it came literally out of nowhere. Like Ooh. it, like just appeared one day in solicitations and that, like out of the blue. Because I guess as a uh, image partner, because he's a partner in the company, he, he has access to that stuff and can mess around with it when he can so mess chooses. with the marketing if he wants. Yeah. Back to the uh, the streaming wars. We've got a new yeah. contender. Uh-huh. Warner Media has finally announced what their uh, new streaming service, HBO Max. Yep. So it's going to stream content from platforms, including DC, Cartoon Network, HBO, and it's going to draw from studios such as New Line, DC Entertainment, CNN, TNN, TBS, True TV, The CW, Turner Classic Movies, Cartoon Network, Adult Swim, Crunchyroll, Rooster Teeth, and Looney Tunes. They own Crunchyroll? Apparently. Wow. Uh, Okay. So, um, what's the over under on DC Online or DC Universe or whatever their stream that streaming service is called? What's yeah. the over under on it being gone by Christmas? Well, I guess it all depends on when this comes out. Well, Warner Brothers has confirmed to IO9 that DC Universe will not change for and, now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Until they change their mind. But uh, when you look at the trailer that they released for HBO Max, one of the shows they showed was Doom, Doom Patrol. Patrol. Yeah. Now, like we discussed last night when we were talking about this, I wonder if you know one of the things you know, DC Universe or yeah, DC Universe will continue to do the the their new shows and have the, the all that comic book stuff. 
maybe with HBO Max, you get the con, you know, the TV shows and stuff and the cartoons, but maybe you don't get the comic books. Or maybe it'll be like Amazon channels where you can get that within HBO Max. Yeah, I, it, it, we'll see. Um, I doubt the the comic book side is going to be part of HBO. Yeah. Just. I, I would be interested to see, the as we were talking last night, the metrics on how many people who have the DC streaming service actually use the comic book side of it and don't just use it for the TV. Right. Because it's, like, Netflix is an example of when it first started, a lot of their library was old stuff. Yeah. Right? And they have found over the years that the amount of people who watch the older movies is very limited. It's more new material that people are going for. But the number of people who watch The Office and Friends is huge. Well, yeah, there are a and couple exceptions. Friends is one of the shows that's coming over to HBO Max. Yeah. Um, there are at least four new series going to HBO Max, according to this article I'm looking at right now, including a new Dune television series. Um, a new Gremlins TV series. Yeah, it's animated. Yeah, uh, a Stephen King show starring Ben Mendelsohn. Uh, really? Sh- yeah. what, what's it based off? I of? don't know. It's, that's all it says. Yeah. Uh, a show called The Nevers, which is Joss Whedon's next supernatural show, mm. and a new show from J.J. Uh, Abrams and Jordan Peele. Also, Friends, Fresh Prince of Bel Air, uh, Batwoman, and Katie Keene from the CW. Yeah, that'll be the, the only place it streams. All going to go to HBO Max. Yeah. Decider has word from Warner that the ongoing developments with CW, Warner Brothers, HBO Max, and Netflix will only impact domestic broadcasts, not international. So this could all be moot for us, and we could still have friends on Netflix. Yeah. Because HBO Max won't be coming yeah. here. We still don't have DC, the DC service, right? No. Right. Um, a lot of the part of me wonders if the reason we don't is that this HBO thing, yeah, because that's something they could. Well, Titans and Doom Patrol are on space, yeah, yeah, and Young well, Justice. Well, no, Titans is on Netflix. Oh, Titans is on Netflix. Doom Patrol Doom is on space. and it was on space. Young, Young Justice, Justice is, is on, on Teletoon. Swamp Thing is not. Swamp Thing's on nothing. Being aired up here, yeah, but it's really good. <laughs> I enjoy watching it. Um, and they also say that it looks like the price for HBO Max is Ooh. going to be slightly more than what HBO costs right now. Which, which would make sense if you're getting more. A month. Wow. Well, if you're getting, if you're getting fairly wide availability of content from the the other channels that are included in it, like Cartoon Network and all the CNN and all those. I can see it, but my my question is is like they're they're to, the way it's being advertised is like you'll have access to all of these things, or is it more likely you will have access to programming from, from all, all of these, these things, things yeah. but not all of not these all things. of the programming? Yeah. And one thing I, I was no, I always find it interesting whenever I see Rooster Teeth pop up and stuff because I always still think of it as the little company that was on yeah, the internet and they're not and forgetting that you know yeah they're owned by AT and T now mm. they just had their uh, Austin RTX RTX or whatever it's yeah the Rooster Teeth yeah. ex- Expo uh, and made a bunch of different announcements uh, their mech show uh, Genlock that has like. Uh, Michael B. Jordan voicing in it, David Tennant. Um, yeah, Mike, isn't Michael B. Jordan like a producer? He's one of the producers, on yes. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be coming to Cartoon Network, I believe it was, or which one is of the by Warner, which yeah, which is one of the one of the mainstream t- television channels is going to be carrying it. So they kind of put off uh, season two for a bit. Uh, there's a few other things. Oh, DC is going to be making Ruby based comics. 
And Genlock. And Genlock comics. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, just more of the... I think the Genlock's got a Jim Lee cover to it. Oh, does it? Uh, I think so. It, or at least it looked like it. it looked like his style. But yeah. Well, yeah, and it just goes to show that, you know, AT&T, Warner Brothers, you know, might as well, like, if they got things that work over here, you might as well, you know, we got this other thing over here that makes comic books. Well, this might fit with this. Why don't we, you know, just yeah. brand intermingling? Well, you know, really, brand, doing, brand synergy. They've been kind of doing that for years with the Hanna-Barbera. Oh, exactly. Yeah. properties, so it's not a bad idea. Yeah. Speaking of Hanna-Barbera, it was announced today that Elizabeth Banks's production company is working on a new Flintstones animated series, an adult for, uh, for adult audiences. Yeah, I, uh, we'll see. I have to wonder if it might be based on, on the, the DC the la- comics yeah. uh, that came out recently. That could be fun. I'm all for trying. If, if you're going to rehash old characters and old, try and do something new with it. And Remember Harvey Birdman when the Flintstones appeared you, on Harvey Birdman? I, I just <laughs> turned him into Tony Soprano. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Harvey Birdman was fucking awesome. Was it's one of those few cartoon <laughs> shows that I bought every season of that because it was so good. And every once in a while, I still quote from it. <laughs> Scooby-Doo episodes, my favorite. Yeah, so funny. Yeah, I've only seen episodes here and there. Oh, you should borrow them off me. Because like, I think like a season is like an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah really, they were 15 minutes. Long, yeah. right? That's why I find myself like lately, especially like the last this week when I've been fighting this cold, laying on the couch and watching random episodes of uh, Teen Titans Go. Just because mm. it's on at night. It shows on all the time. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, 15 minutes. Then commercials, it, 15 minutes. It, uh, then commercials. it showed up in a... So uh, Jen and I went and saw Weird Al this week. Oh, yeah. Oh, how was that? With our archivist, uh, Gavin Whitehead. And uh, in between some of the songs, there's video clips from various things. We discovered, which kind of made me feel old, is the the younger kids behind us, maybe early 20s, late teens, early 20s, yeah. had no idea what UHF was, <laughs> which was weird. Especially uh, if you're at a Weird Al concert. You'd yeah, think they'd but, have at least heard of it. I've never seen it myself. Oh, it's so good. We got it all on UHF. Um, but there was one segment where it's a bunch of clips from various shows where he did... A voice. voiceover in uh-huh. or references him like uh, like the the Teen Titans clip where he played the voice of Darkseid. Yes, <laughs> I just the kid the kids behind us were like, I've never seen that episode, um, and uh, I forgot he he did the voice of Rekgar in one of the newer animated version of yep. uh, Transformers. Because it, it it has that and it goes directly into dare to it, they went directly into dare to be stupid afterwards, nice. which was like the, the highlight yeah. of the show for me. Um, to, oh, to well, did he actually stupid. play dare to be stupid? Oh yeah, oh. Um, it, the show was a nice mix of Weird Al hits uh-huh. um, and Weird Al misses. No, and well, no, and like a little bit of deeper album cuts because he had. This, this wasn't the tour where he wasn't playing parodies. Just his. Um... No, that was the previous tour. This was the tour with the forty-one piece string orchestra oh, or awesome. forty-one piece orchestra, which some songs it, it worked out really well on, and others it like had minimal effect. And, and I heard he stopped doing the Michael Jackson parodies. We, we did notice that um, there was no "Eat It" and there was no. Um, Fat. fat on the on the 
the set list, Enough, yeah. which makes sense, I yeah. guess. I ha- I didn't even think of it until Gavin mentioned it. And he's like, do you think he dropped those on purpose? And like, didn't even think about it, but yeah. now that you mentioned I had it, read oh, the, he, I had read that he was dropping the Jackson did. parodies from his... It's, it's unfortunate, but I under- completely understand it, right? This, yeah, it's probably just easier to not do them than to fight with people about doing yeah. them. It, it's just, it's sort of good that his career is such that at he one play, point... Yeah, well, at one point, you wouldn't... His you, career was have, so tied to Michael yeah. Jackson in a lot of ways. Yeah. yeah. And but now he he's got, he's got enough other stuff where it, it yeah, was kind of a so, drop in the bucket. Yeah, it's like, two songs. Like one of the songs that they performed was the biggest ball of twine in Minnesota. Oh, I love that song. Yeah, and then, like it was like I had <laughs> had completely forgotten that song existed. <gasps> did he play Harvey the Wonder Hamster? Yes, he uh... did with a forty-one piece orchestra. That would be awesome. Um, and uh, on the nerdy side, he did uh, both Star Wars parodies at the end. So did he have both? Five O First commit? Oh, yeah, yeah he has Five O First pop up, and I'm like, that must be. Oh, a highlight for them, the, for sure. Like, it would be just under being in a Star Wars movie or TV show, I imagine. Yeah. It's, like, it's like being an official Star Wars show or movie, weird out. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> the, 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 your steps. I saw him the last time he came to Casino Rama. Yeah. And uh, oh, it's just, he just is an amazing performer. Not only that, is I feel like a broken record saying this, but his band is so underrated oh, for yeah. what they are. Because they play so many genres. In at like the drop of a dime, right? Like they go from Devo to Nirvana in just like a song, basically. Yeah. Like, like they're with very little break. And they're really good players, yeah. too. Like it's And they all change clothes all the time. Yeah. <laughs> there wasn't a huge amount of costume changes uh, on this one. It was kind of the, the second half of the show there right. there was more. <laughs> but uh there the, the the people in the crowd are also kind of awesome. There was a woman in the front row with a classic weird owl looking puppet, like like Muppet style uh-huh. puppet. There was somebody dressed completely as like eighties weird owl in the the audience. It was a really good show. If you if you like his parodies, I really recommend checking him out the next time he is in your area. Uh, and so my last bit of news uh, was just one we were discussing was announced today. Uh, two more of those uh, DC Black Label books. Uh, these ones both coming out of Canada's own Jeff Lemire. Oh. One's a Joker book called Joker Killer Smile. Okay, And it's supposed to be like the Joker and dealings with uh, some psychiatrist at Arkham or something. And I think the one thing I read, uh, he was interviewing, it's like kind of showing how the, the Joker's psychology can affect, uh, how affects people more on like on a one-on-one and in like, in, and then the, like, to a family versus, you know, versus just these big grand schemes in Gotham, like just how twisted mm-hmm. he is and how he affects the people around him. Hmm. And I liked Bleeding Cool's idea of it's him versus psychiatrist due to unpaid medical bills. <laughs> like, at this point, they got to be racked up there, right? It's... I would think. And the other one is uh, The Question. Oh, yes. The deaths, the, the, the deaths, multiple deaths, of Vic Sage. And that one, he's uh, our character question. Uh, Vic Sage was is caught in a... Uh, a death and rebirth loop, oh. starting in like the eighteen hundreds. Yeah, oh. and it sounds going interesting. With a, with a, like a detective swing to it. 
I love the question, and apparently it's going to be um, not really continuation of, but very much uh, inspired by in terms of tone by the the Denny O'Neill Dennis Cowan oh, yeah, series. Oh yeah, because Dennis Cowan's one of the artists on it. Oh, him and Bilson Kevich are both working on it. Oh, cool. So it's like. I assume these black label books aren't any part of any continuity of any kind. No, um, that's it's where the the Batman Damned book right. is, has been the Azarello one right. with Batman's wiener. Because I don't even know if there's a question in the current DC universe. I don't know. Yeah, either. this is the line that's replacing Vertigo books, yeah. right? The, that's one and of those Elseworlds. things I don't know if they've ever answered. Have they? There is a question, actually, I think, right now, because... Is it Renee, or is it... I don't know. I just... If you think... I think if you look up that Leviathan story arc that's going uh, on right now, there's uh, a cover, oh, and you see yeah. Question, Batman, and a few other people yeah, right on that cover. he's part of... There's a team that's a team being of detectives. assembled. Uh, mm. Detectives. And it, it looks like the Vic Sage one, but it may not be. Because yeah. I don't think that they, they've never outright come and said whatever happened to Renee Montoya. I don't know if she's ever reappeared. No. Mm-hmm. There was a period after the New 52 where she was listed on like the wall of Gotham cops that were dead or missing or whatever. And But that's never been gone back to. No. Which is a shame because I love that character so much. Yeah. No, I, the, she was a big part of the of 52. Yeah. yeah. And I the love of that story, right that, that arc. That he he was actually dying of cancer yeah. in that book and was passing on the mantle to her. Took her to Nanda Parbat to do. All and there's a, there's a mini series afterwards of well two or three of her afterwards of her being the question, and then it and then she crosses over a lot into Batwoman. Yeah, I'd yeah. forgotten how much they'd set up Batwoman in Fifty Two as yeah. well. So. And then they uh, then she reappeared in that convergence when they were kind of meshing together. Yeah, three fifty two and fifty two. She got yeah, two issues. That series there. didn't make any sense. No, <laughs> but the the question ones were great. Yeah. It's two issues of Renee Montoya being the question yeah. again, and I was all for it. Uh, so that's all of the news I wrote down. The other yeah. thing that that did come out too was: Did you see that new Sith Stormtrooper toys that are yeah. coming out of San Diego next oh. week? Yeah. Possibly all kinds of San Diego exclusives. Glimpse. Yeah, possibly our first glimpse into something to do with the. Rise, the of Skywalker? Rise of Skywalker, possibly not. Who yeah. knows? That's what the apparently the red stormtroopers are called, Sith troopers. Yeah, Sith troopers. It looks like uh, your standard first order stormtrooper, red, but with some details changed. Yeah, the mask, the helmets, the helmets have a little, a little more edges. Yeah, and ventilation or something like that. edgier. Kind of like they looked at the uh, the the guards from the last movie. The yeah, yeah the Praetorian guards. The Praetorian guards and went. Like some stormtrooper went, you know, that's kind of cool, but not so much. (laughs) Just kind of went with like, you know, just a little bit of edges and points, not like the big hat things. Lots of red. Lots of red. Well, let me segue from that then into um, Star Wars theme park news. Oh, please. Um, So... uh, Galaxy's Edge has been opened at Disneyland for about a month now. Yes. And Disneyland is empty. Oh, Nobody really? is going. Really? It's bizarre. The Disney people are scratching their so, heads. So, like, nobody's going to the Star Wars part or the park itself? The parks themselves are dead. Huh. But Galaxy's Edge is busy? Ish. Okay. Busier than the rest of the park, but not as busy as they expected it. They expected both their theme parks in California to be jammed full of people this summer, and they're not. Is it just too Ooh. hot? 
Um, I think people thought, oh, Star Wars is opening. We're going to avoid it. Oh, okay. So much like what we've all said is we'll go in two years. Yeah. So in two years, it could be super busy. But right now, it's not. So if you have time off, (laughs) run to California. Now, part of that, too, is that only one of the rides opened. Yes. And that was the news that got announced today is when the second ride is opening. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. It's opening at the Florida Park first, It is opening. Right? The second ride is opening in the Florida Park before it's opening in the California Park. Oh, wow. That's a little weird. Well, I, you know, I was talking with, chatting with my Disney peeps online today, and uh, one of them made a good point is that the Florida Park is, has been closed all summer because they're still working on it, which gives them two extra months to work on Rise of the Resistance without people around Mm. whereas in california they can only work on it in the evenings after the park closes okay so that that kind of makes sense so um uh galaxy's edge opens in florida august 29th of this summer uh uh, the Rise of the Resistance, which is the headliner attraction for the land, opens December 5th in Florida, but not until January 17th in California. So they're oh, going to wow. miss the Christmas uh, rush uh, in California. So uh, and, Disney, and Disney World will get a full month of uh, Rise of the Resistance before California gets Reminds it. me, i got to talk to Rex. Just in case the toys are showing up, he's he's there before. Hi, Rex. Um, <laughs> he's there before uh, Galaxy opens in Florida. Oh, like weeks, but just it, like weeks. Yeah, but like a just week like before, a two weeks. weeks. So I'm, I'm hoping the merchandise is there because. Well, let me know. I want me a Hondo. You want a like a Hondo? Yeah. Well, it's in a gift set. There's three. It's in a gift. It's a, it's a technically called a four pack because again, you get two porgs in it as a fourth character, uh-huh. and it's. Seventy dollars US. Yeah. Okay. But I don't have a Chewbacca either. So well, I've got some people going as well. Oh. And right. I know lots of people in the area, so I will. Um, we'll, we'll we'll talk. Yeah, yeah. Let me know what it is you need, and I'll see what I can. Do. I watched that review of the Hondo on the mm. Frouche. Oh, it looks such a good looking. I, and I realized, like, he's one of the few characters that it makes it all all the way through. Yeah. He, yeah. He's there in the Clone Wars. He's there before, like. At the, Rebels. the Rise of Vader, he's there afterwards because he the the ride takes place in um, Force Awakens territory, right? Or just um, I'm not sure because one of the things I heard recently was that the Imagineers were told how big a hit Solo, a Star Wars story, was going to be, and so the Millennium Falcon ride was sort of based on that because part of the ride involves a train heist, just like in Solo. Oh. Uh, um, but I'm not sure exactly what time period it's set in. It could be. Most of the I, park seems to the, be. The all of Batu is, uh, is, yeah, is post. Is post. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of set up that there is a um, a resistance section and a new a first order section of the park. So... I think he's voiced by Jim Cummings too. I think he is. Who is a Disney mainstay, isn't yeah. he? Like he's Winnie the Pooh. Isn't he's he? Pooh and Tigger. Yeah. Um, I've yet to watch any POV videos of the Smuggler's Run. Yeah, I, like, I don't. I don't want to spoil that. Stuff, I'm hoping was... to go after Christmas yeah. this year to Disney World. So. I wanted to see what the park looked like and like the the lightsaber stuff just to see the quality of it and yeah. that. But the rest of it, I kind of want to save as a surprise. I've listened to rides, but I haven't <laughs> watched. That's I've drawn the line at visuals. Yeah, I haven't I, watched the ride. I've seen everything else. Like other than knowing that you know, it's like one person steers up, one person steers right, left. And, you know, and, yeah. And you press buttons and stuff. Yeah. But yeah. what's the what's the other ride? 
Does anybody know what it's going to be? It's called Rise of the Resistance. Yeah, but like, what type of ride is it? It is um, all rides in one. <laughs> yeah, we're not sure exactly, and we hear that there may actually be two ride experiences in it. Mm. You are escaping from a First Order um, stronghold, and uh, apparently your group gets split up as the ride happens, and it's got Disney's largest video screen in it is part of it. Okay. Apparently there's like a, you know, the airlock doors open, and you see... There's full-size at-ats. Yeah. Um I saw the image of that, but I wasn't sure what it yeah. was about. So um, that's I, cool. You know, video yeah. joke on an audio podcast, and I'm just showing Brent an image of the attraction poster. Uh, it's got Kylo Ren. It's got Adam. Geez, whoever did that really likes Drew Struzan. Like it, it, it's definitely not him, but it's very so. much inspired by what he does. There are. Uh, it's got more animatronics than any other attraction Disney's ever built because oh, there's wow. a legion of stormtroopers that come after you. Um, huh. the, the ride is trackless. We know that, which means the vehicles can move freely throughout the structure. Uh, <laughs> Crash it into the stormtroopers. Oh yeah. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, we don't okay. know. We don't know. I was just curious. But uh, that's cool. Uh, it sounds cool. And the last oh, here's of, another picture of of ride vehicle. That's and the image that I've seen. Yeah. yeah. So I guess the last bit is Star Trek news of we've got a poster for Picard and Picard has a dog. Yep, a man and his dog. Um, I hope the dog isn't a major feature. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a support dog. <laughs> Maybe, Maybe he's it's an, old, an alien. Maybe it's Archer's dog, and he's lived for two hundred and fifty years. Yeah. Maybe it's the dog from Men in Black. It looks like um, a pit no, bull. It, so yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, that's it for news, which brings us to <laughs> Spider-Man: Far From Home. In case you weren't paying attention to begin with, there will be spoilers, especially about the uh, the post-credit scenes, of which there are two. So if you don't want to know anything about Far From Home, turn away now. Pause the podcast, go see the movie, come back, listen to us talk about it. Okay, you good? You're good. <laughs> all right. So, um, universally, we all love this movie, I take it? I enjoyed this movie. I won't go yes. as far to use the word love. Really? Yeah, it was fine. Okay. Um, okay, let's start with you then, since you, uh, I have a feeling that Ryan and I are going to gush over it. Well, it's a great movie, don't get me wrong. Yeah, no, no. But it comes after Endgame. Yeah. Which I loved. Mm. And, I, I mean, I love these characters. Um, Peter and MJ and Ned, those are great characters. Um, I didn't... Normally, I get a tingly emotional feeling from a Marvel film, and I, I didn't. And you get didn't get that it from, from this one, oh, okay? Until the post-credit scene. I, I, th- <laughs> let's we'll talk yeah, about we'll talk that about in, in, together. But uh, to what you were saying, I thought it was a good epilogue to the last phase yeah. of like Endgame was so huge. I thought this was a good way to sort of close. That oh, for out. sure, oh, yeah, because yeah. it's a it in a lot of ways it's a much smaller movie. Like, yeah, he goes across the world and stuff, but it's like, it's one, it's basically one hero, one villain, yeah. and, you know, and there are some big stunts and stuff Oh, like sure. That, but it, and kind of about the, the hero just wanting to get a girlfriend. Yeah. 
Yeah, Pete's just you know trying to live his life. He just wanted yeah. some time off. But uh, so not your favorite of the Marvel movies, but no. you, you oh, enjoyed I would, it. You know, it's in the top half probably. It's fun, and the, uh, Tom Holland is a great Spider-Man. Zendaya is a great MJ. I really like her in these. She's so I, snarky, especially this one. They, yeah. they really develop her character. Like yeah. she needs more screen time and. Yeah. Well, they were kind of hiding her identity. A well, yeah, because bit in the Pete last had, well, one, especially and... Pete had a different love interest in the last one. Yeah. Right? Well, so. and of course, too, because she's not MJ Mary Jane. No, she's, she's a very different character. She's MJ Michelle something. Yeah. Other than she's very sure of herself, which I always yeah. I, and they they did add a couple elements of the comic book one in this, like how she she even admits she finds it hard to get close to people and yeah. Stuff. So, what do you think, Ryan? Uh, I, I enjoyed the hell out of this movie. I did, uh, you know, okay, trying to think back when I compare it to Endgame, and, you know, the first time you see Endgame, you get all those choked-up moments or the, the, the goose-bumpy moments. Uh, there was a moment in this movie where, and I think it was just it's just a, a small moment, when they're on the bridge, and it's just Pete and MJ, and they're having, like, a little moment, and I got a little teary-eyed. I was just yeah. kind of like, I, you know, it kind of just hit Aww. me in the right spot. I was like, yeah, you know, just like Ryan Aww. likes young romance. I like it when Pete and when Spider-Man, you know, wins. I kind of don't though, because when he wins, he always gets fucked over. So. <laughs> but that's because you is. know it's coming next. Well, that's one thing I noticed in this movie. We see a lot of the Parker Luck without yeah. it being called the Parker Luck. Things go bad wrong for. For Spider-Man, for Peter, and most of the times because he makes Parker Luck is different than the Peter Tingle. Yeah, it's not the same as the Peter Tingle. I love that they were calling it a Spider Sense, the Peter Tingle, and he's just learning how to use it, which is good because for the we see it for the first time in in, uh, Infinity War, and it almost seems like it's a bit of a surprise to him when it happens. Yeah. Uh, what did we think of Mysterio in this film? I loved him. I thought he was oh, great. Uh, the, the portrayal of Mysterio was perfect. I, I think it's the best way of bringing him yes. into the the universe, right? Is... Bringing him in. Yes, Janice, I need the cape. And with it being a whole bunch of disgruntled Stark employees, yeah. and going back and bringing the scientists from the first Iron Man. Yeah, that's... Who was... Um, oh, shit. Who's, what's the, the actor? It's Peter Billingsley, who's um, from the lead in A Christmas Story. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so... Well, he's, uh, he's a writer now or something, yeah. isn't he, mainly? Like, that's yeah. one of those things he's kind of crossed over into. Yeah. But... Huh. And then just the fact that uh, Mysterio himself was a former employee. He was the one behind the whole... Uh, holographic tech that we see in Civil War. He called it, it barf. Yeah. I, th- I think it made better sense than like if he was like an actor trying to, yeah. to yeah. get by. Yes. I, I, I am happy that I, I called that there is apparently no multiverse and he's no. full of shit. You're they have not said that there's no multiverse. No, We've already but been he is in, full of shit. Well he's full of shit, which we all knew that anyway. Because that's mysterious. <laughs> but We've already been introduced to the multiverse. The multiverse was introduced to us in, in Endgame. Well, in Endgame, in uh, Doctor Strange. Yeah. It, true, yeah. But, I mean, like, he is not from a different universe. He was from this one. Yes. They did mention the 616, though. Which yep. is weird because the MCU is not the 616. Is it? Oh, because no, the comic book no, no, universe no, would be the 616. Right. Very, very true. If they want to distinguish between the two in the movies, mm-hmm. you know. 
they could still call the MCU the 616 as the main movie universe. Yeah, but in the comics, the movie universe is not the 616. Yeah. Pretty well done. I, l- yeah. I like the elemental guys as it made a good, like, kind of stand-in foil. I was kind of still hoping that it was going to be Molten Man and Hydro, Hydro Man, Man and Sandman. maybe Sandman. Yeah, like, because that's what with all the them. toys are sort of labeled as. Yeah, well, especially like the, the Legends line, you get a Hydro Man in this yeah. one, which you wouldn't, you know, why, would, why else would we get a comic But it's a comic book one. Mm. Red herrings. Yep. Red herrings. Speaking of red herrings, we're missing scenes. We got trailer scenes that weren't in the movie. Lots of trailer scenes that aren't in the really? movie. Oh yeah, I don't doubt you. I just can't think of what they were. This trailer scene where he's uh, fighting in the restaurant and then talks shit about the cops about, "Oh, you're gonna oh. be the next Iron Man." He's like, "How am I gonna be an Iron Man when I'm too busy doing your job?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's like, "Okay, guys, I'm going on vacation. See you later." Not in the not in the movie. When he goes to the bodega to buy a toothbrush and toothpaste. Oh yeah, that whole not in the movie. Boy, and him getting his passport. Not in the movie. Uh, that the, was wo- probably the woman cut for time. Well, apparently, what they did was a lot of these uh, they they cut them, and they're going to put them out as a short with the Blu-ray. Peter, oh, okay. Peter getting ready for his trip. Yeah, that's cool. That works. It's uh, oh, it's called, it's actually called Peter's to-do list. <laughs> Remember how they made that reference? He had a to-do list. Yeah. So that's that's what. So, so yeah. But once again, they show us stuff in the trailers and commercials Man, that don't show up in the movie. Oh, it always works. So the thing I liked about this movie is that like it was well written, and the things that you think are plot holes are tied up at the end. Yeah, like it, the the one thing that we pointed out was when I I put out my theory that Mysterio was full of shit and he's not from a different universe. The the hole in it was well, why does Nick Fury buy it? And they explain it because he ain't Nick Fury, yeah. and he just falls for the crap. And like it, like that. I like how they tied up a lot of that stuff. Where like at the end, everything more or less makes sense. Like there's no, there's no real like truck sized hole in the no. plot. Like no. I'm sure you can nitpick it, and there's probably a couple smaller ones, but there's nothing really big where you go like, well, that doesn't make any sense. How do we feel about Happy and May's relationship? Well, it depends. Are they dating? <laughs> how do or they, is it just how the do they feel about the that? relationship? <laughs> I thought that conversation was great. And she's all like, well, we're friends. And he's all like, you know, I love her. And we're just like, oh, wait, what, we're friends? What? what? What do you mean? What? 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 Like, he was like totally thinking there was something else. And she was just kind of like, hey, I, you know, I just blipped back into existence. I'm... Uh, <laughs> Um, which once again, the way they explained the blip, well, yeah, the blip no. is they, which in a in a first the scene us, with the band, yes, they showed. I don't think I've laughed at anything that hard in so <laughs> with long. With them showing back up in the middle of a basketball game, yeah, and then just getting plowed by the team. So, which then brings up the problem, which we'll probably never get it addressed. What happened to those poor people that were flying in that helicopter we see crash? Ooh. <laughs> what happens to anybody that was flying in an international flight? Why were they playing basketball during an interstellar alien invasion? No, the basketball uh, game. Well, was it who comes back? Was it the band that blips back or the, the basketball band blips player? Back, but that means that while well, the Avengers are fighting oh, yeah. a huge giant space battle, yeah, but that would it like if you think about it in terms of wars and stuff like that. 
the the war in North America was over at that point. Like I, no, yeah. no, 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 it was yeah, it was all in Wakanda. When they or blip space, no, he's he's right. Though when they blip back, they're at the Avengers compound because that's Infinity War when they blip back. That's when the the band comes back and the basketball player runs into him. That's the Hulk snapping. Okay, so there's one pretty big plot hole, but, but I still love that scene. But it's when the Hulk snaps, the war hasn't started yet. Because the Hulk snaps first, then Thanos attacks. So the Hulk snap brought yeah. everybody back. And yes, because Tony totally just got rid, of, got rid Thanos. of Thanos. That's why everybody's praising Tony for saving them. Mm. Hulk's the one who brought everybody back. So, uh, which brings us to the, the two post credit scenes. Which, uh, so I managed to avoid all spoilers for this movie on a whole. Pretty much. Same. Too. The fact that J.K. Simmons is back as J. Jonah Jameson. Oh. <laughs> I was hoping. I but... was clapping so loud when that popped up. Kevin can attest to this. So when Spider-Man's running through the city and he does the part where he like runs across the windows mm. I go to Kevin like afterwards before the scene I go I wonder if it'd be cool if you know, we found out that those like, cause the, just the shape of that building it looked like your traditional portrayal of the, the Daily Bugle yeah. and I was like oh it'd be kind of cool if that if we get the a look from the other side and it's you know J.K. Simmons as uh, as Jay Jonah and he's you know bitching about Spider-Man or something like that now I but like how that's they not re- what we got. I love how they reframe the character too. It's not the exactly the same as what we got in the other Spider-Man films. He's got he's bald now, uh-huh. and he is now more of an, an Alex, Alex Jones, Jones type which, guy. Which I think is that's where the character thing. is right now in the comics. He's like a podcasting. Uh, TV event like TV news yeah. guy because they have never established the Daily Bugle in the MCU not yet, as no. far as we know right no. because even in Daredevil it's uh, like it's the, the poster daily, or something yeah, yeah. So, yeah we've never seen yeah, no one's ever said it. anything about the the Daily Bugle until and characters who yes. are really closely affiliated with the Bugle on Daredevil are affiliated with some other paper yeah What's which his name? which uh, brings us to he got introduced. And a bomb is dropped with Peter's identity being released to everyone. Yeah. Like, a, a, a bit different than we've seen this identity thing been dealt with before. Because the last time it happened in the comics, he did it himself, right? Yeah. And it, as yeah, part of Civil, Civil War, War. The, the Tony Stark moment, yeah. basically. So, with that, uh, who are we getting as the villain in the next one? I've got a couple ideas, but... Could we get the Sinister Six? Part of me wonders that. Or may like, do they do an, uh, a split on that and not do the Six, per se? Because the, the nice thing about Spider-Man, e- even in comparison to the other Marvel movies, is his villains aren't dead. Yeah. Well, like, we don't know what happened with Mysterio. Mysterio uh, it, coming up in Jen's segment, Jen and I have an argument uh, about that. I don't think you actually see Mysterio get shot. She seems to think you do. Uh, I don't remember what happened to Mysterio. It's, he, it's shot in such a way it can be ambiguous. Right. They could, if they chose to go either way, you could totally go. Yeah, because all the only confirmation we got was Peter asked Edith, which is if he was dead. great, and you know, even in death, I'm the hero. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he didn't say is he dead? Is he real? Yeah. 
Yeah. And he said all holograms are disabled. And he didn't check for a pulse or anything. Now, um, in one interview I read with the director, uh, when they asked him about, you know, what what Marvel villain would you like to see him take on in the next movie, he mentioned Craven. Craven would be a, a perfect way to update it because right. now there's going to be a hunt for Spider-Man right. of some sort, right? Somebody's got to come after him, and he's not a bad one. Now, I think you lean away from, like, greatest... Uh, greatest like hunter on earth and maybe make him as I think I even say this in Jen in the segment with Jen make him dog the bounty hunter like not well, not like that ridiculous but like you know a a bounty hunter of some sort kind of thing yep. with like a media following yep. like it like it would be a good sort of and update it, to that character well that wouldn't be the first time that they've portrayed the character that way either oh, really um i don't know if it was in the ultimate comics or oh, okay. in the new spider-man cartoon or or one of the or spider-man cartoons a, a non-mainstream where timeline where he uh, Craven is pretty, pretty much yeah has like a hunting TV show like he's got uh, like a floating camera that follows him and mm. records things and huh. so like a reality TV type personality. And if you bring him in, and I don't know how you deal with the Peter's identity factor though, one way or the other, like like can you well, work it as a hoax or, or whatever? But the Vulture's still alive. Mysterio might still be alive. You're bringing Craven. That's three. We have the guy with the scorpion tattoo on his neck. That that could possibly be the scorpion. Uh-huh. That's four. You just have to... Which even now that we've established JJ, we could do the whole... That's how the scorpion became the scorpion in the first place, mm. was working for JJ. Yeah. And who, who else is in the Sinister Six? Is it Electro? It depends on which version of it you go with, right? Uh, Electro usually is. Doc Ock Doctor usually Octopus. is. Yeah. And is it Rhino? Rhino. Eh. But... Here's the other thought that I had, even though it's hasn't been attached so far. You can. This is a very good way of bringing Venom into the Spider Universe as part of that Sinister Six, and then he turns like then he figures out Spider Man's a good guy and betrays him or or whatever. You yeah, know, what turns he, on the bad guy. Like, the original is, Sinister Six is uh, Electro Craven. Mysterio, Sandman, Vulture, and Doctor Octopus. Okay, so they, so Sandman they don't have. Yeah, Doc Ock they don't. And I, if if I were them, and I imagine they're thinking this way, they're staying away from the characters that Raimi's already done. Yeah, I think I read that in an interview with uh, with Feige, something about kind of you know. Avoiding your your vulture and your your dark Ock, just like your your big you know your big villains that have already been done, just to yeah. Unless you know, unless there's a good story, which yeah. everything always comes I, back to. Unless yeah. the story is good, right? It's kind of it's part of the reason I like these movies so far is like no Green Goblin in sight, really. Which yeah. I, I like, and I love that character. I just think like he, he's. We're kind of done with him for a bit. Do you give yeah. him a rest for a while? Bring him back when you've got a really good idea. To bring him back, yeah, not like, just because kind of he's the establish Spider Man as Spider Man for a while before you have to yeah. fight the green. Now it is. I find it, it was, I was surprised they went so quick with the the unmasking. Yeah, uh, but uh, maybe it, part of me wonders if they they've got the idea to do like a trilogy of films, like do three, yeah. get their main story arc over, and then they'll they'll hand it off to somebody else to do afterwards. 
which and I think I mentioned this. I don't mention this to you. My idea, um, my thought is that this could be one way that they introduce Miles and bring yeah. in another Spider-Man. In that, that's how you have you know, you have Miles Spider-Man standing you know, as Spider-Man standing beside Peter Parker and being like, "I'm not Spider-Man." Look, and then have him wall crawl and do all the jumps and do all this. Like, that's Spider-Man. I'm I'm just yeah, I'm just Peter idea. Parker. I, I I think Nate's version of that the. The time hop is part of how we'll get Miles still. I think he's still right on that. And we didn't get it yet. What do you mean the time hop? Well, the blip, how people are older. Well, yeah. Okay, yeah. They mentioned he, he is now... That's, well, exactly. That's what I figured, too. He's probably you know, five years now. Mm. He's five years closer. Like, they did the whole thing with that... that uh, what was his name? The character that they, that they tried to Donald kill? Donald Glover? No, no, no. The one that... The, the, the guy who was trying to hook up with MJ. Oh, because yeah. he was a five-year blip kid. Like he yeah. was somebody that didn't get blipped, oh, and then yeah. now was old enough to be yeah, the same they, age they, and they, in the class with the rest of them. Like, he, he was the kid crying all Dennis. the time, and was now he's Dennis. Ah. I have, that's what I don't remember. Yeah. But so yeah, so Miles could easily have not blipped. So the other post-credit scene that we got doesn't really concern Spider-Man as much as it does the MCU on a whole. Yes, and is, well, and explains why Nick Fury was kind of a dick and kind of yeah. uh, fell for some, easy, some, some stuff that you wouldn't think Nick Fury would fall for. We find out that Nick Fury and Maria Hill aren't Nick Fury and Maria Hill. They're two yeah. Skrulls. Uh, specifically, um, the the main scrolls from Captain Marvel. Yes, and then they go. They call Nick Fury and let him. Who's know on what vacation? And oh. apparently, he's on vacation in a space station somewhere. Yeah. At first, I thought maybe he was in Tahiti, like on Agents of Shield. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Where is this going? Yeah. Anybody got any clue? Any uh, any idea at all? I or? didn't think it was. I think um, Ed Snowhawk Cosplay mentioned this one to me. He said he saw it and he thought automatically sword. Somebody else mentioned that to me too. Yeah, that it Which, makes sense. Yeah, and I didn't think of that at all. But um, other than well, if, which for those who don't they know, sword Randolph, is the though, didn't they? Who uh, the the chick who was involved, who who was head of sword? She was in Agents of Shield, and I believe they killed her off. Doesn't uh, matter. It's Agents of Shield. Well, true. Yeah, but it's connected. It's part of the multiverse. Of. It's a different timeline. Well, now maybe because they haven't they they haven't mentioned. Uh, or said anything about the blip in that. Yeah. And they ended last season talking about alien, you know, alien spaceships, and so which teased to me it sound like it was lining up with the beginning or like the the aliens when they were you know, Thanos's aliens showing up mm. for uh, Endgame. But if that was the case, they did last season, uh, or they they did the end of last season, then they've done this season, and they haven't mentioned that half of the world's population disappeared. Right. And it hasn't been five years later on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So yeah. they're they're their own what, thing oh, now. Has a new season of that started? Yes. Yeah, because it, it, it's wonky where where it ended up this year, right? Like in, in terms of... Oh, yeah, of like it, didn't, it, started. it started after after Endgame because I guess they, they were worried that uh, even though they're not really connected to it at all, that if they decided to put it out earlier and people saw that and then people get confused and wonder what's going on. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It just, to me, they're not it's, connected like they used to be. Anymore. Yeah. It's too bad in some ways that, that I understand why, because that's a re, that's a machine with a lot of moving parts to try yeah. and get yeah. to work together. But it, it worked for the first few years, but then the a MCU little bit. Yeah. 
which is which is a little too bad. So but. yeah, that final post credit scene just floored me. I'm like, I, I I did not see that coming at all. No, no. And uh, and but it was nice because it explained that Nick Fury isn't stupid, right? It's, I love how even he gives himself shit. He's like, <laughs> how could I fall for that? Like I'm a shape shifting alien. How do I fall for holograms? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, so I don't know where we go from here because we think the next Marvel MCU movie is Black Widow. It, it appears, appears to be to the be one the that they're one filming. filming, but they so, haven't even confirmed that. No, so, we just know that. And coincidentally, David Harbor had to pull out of uh, Fan Expo this year, yeah. so he, he. I think the filming on that is going to be going on through at least right. the end of August. So we'll know more when D twenty three happens. Yeah, which is when early August. August, so yeah, because I guess yeah, they're, they'll, they'll they're not to... at San Diego, right? Um, or do they have a, no, some I kind of a presence? Or there is a small Marvel presence at San Diego. Yeah, because no Hall H thing. No, no, but nobody's well, in Hall H this year. No. It's, uh, somebody's. T- I can't remember. Somebody is basically swung in and taking advantage of the fact that nobody's in Hall H. This I year. think. I think Netflix is going to be doing stuff. Netflix, in it. Is, well, like, so Stranger Things and some of their other shows. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, in the first um, MCU Spider-Man movie, we got Prowler, and even though he was never named. Mm. Did you catch the Mar- the Spider-Man villain who was in this movie that was never named by his villain name? No, I don't think I I know who you're talking about. So, uh, um... Well, let's say who the character is. No, don't tell the, bat, no, the thing. Okay. He's, uh, so the guy, um... The guy who the was guy the bus driver. The bus, yeah. Oh yeah. It, okay. So yeah, I heard the idea is Sergey. Is that what they're calling His him? His name is Dmitri Smedryov. Yeah. Oh, it, which is one of the names that the chameleon goes by, yes. right? Um, maybe. And I wouldn't be surprised if that's something that they throw in there. And making chameleon a, sh- a shield esque. I don't even know what the agency is. There is no shield, right? Yeah. Yeah. They didn't <laughs> refer to it by name no. at all. No. Just there. Were- How does Nick well, Fury have all these resources? There's no shield. Didn't Didn't Peter call it shield at one point? Like when he's like kind of rambling, doesn't he like Maybe. start to and, and, yeah. and it's like, oh, it sounds like somebody wanted to make their acronym sound like you know. So apparently one of the other fun Easter eggs of it is if you pay attention to where certain characters get introduced, vehicles nearby them have license plates that reference the I issue saw numbers. That. I saw that too, yeah. And yeah, well that was one of the early on in the trailer things because one of the oh, boats one of the boats in Venice yeah. uh has like the number for the issue where like uh Hydroman is introduced. Yeah. I, I just like that sort of crap. Those like, are cool. Like Ferris Bueller's Day Off, if you watch all the license plates, they basically describe the characters who are driving them. Yeah. Oh, nice. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so, overall, we all enjoyed it. Yes. All we're seeing. Here's a, yes. I, I'm going to be controversial. It's my second favorite movie about a teenage superhero in high school this year. Okay, I'm trying to... What's the first? My Shazam. Brain's oh, okay. I really liked Shazam, <laughs> but I really like this movie, too. I'd well, have to that's, say, the, that's December's problem when I have to yeah. go through. This one, this one for me, ranks higher than Shazam just because of the Spider-Man bias. Right. Yeah. Which is fair. Yep. Yeah, I've right, got a Spider-Man bias. That's all. Bias. Oh, one little thing that just character development that they did that uh, was just a small little bit. When they come home from the trip and Flash's butler is there to pick him up. 
and not his parents. Mm. And he goes, he's like, oh, was mother too busy? And, you know, it's just kind of like shows another piece to that character that we haven't seen up until this point. Because he's always just been the, I'm a rich kid doing my YouTube thing. It's kind this, of... That, and it, this kind of gives you a little bit to, where you start to, like, oh, shit. Like, you kind of feel bad for the guy. I want to know how how Flash feels when Peter's identity got revealed. Because yeah. he's been treating Peter oh, yeah. like shit, and yet he's the world's biggest Spider-Man fan. Yeah, I, Which is great, because it's always been that yeah. one, too. I don't know what that kid's name is, but he's very good with delivery. That scene that, that that's in the trailers where he talks about like why Spider-Man's awesome. And then he goes he's to like, Peter's like, neighborhood like... Hey, what's up, dickwad? Yes. Like, just the, the, the delivery of that line. I love that he's really trying good. to live stream the whole vacation, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, exactly. So, he, yeah, he looks like this pompous jackass the whole time. And then you get this little glimpse into like, his life. Yeah. And you so you kind of feel... And, and knowing the history of the character. Yeah. And what he becomes later in the comics. And say, oh, well, you could maybe see this guy... Turning his yeah. uh, things around and, and going and becoming more the, you know, the uh, Flash Thompson from the the comics and maybe Agent Venom type thing eventually. But the comedy in this movie is is not only well written, it's well well performed. Like not just oh, yeah. like the the part when Zendaya when when Mary Jane confronts kind of Peter. Oh, uh, there's he, something I want to tell you. Uh, uh you're Spider Man. Uh, no, no, <laughs> no. Especially at the the when he turns around like. Okay, I am Spider-Man. She's like, wait, wait what? <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like 95% sure, but not like really sure. I, I thought, but, but really? And he's like, oh, that's a, that's a pretty good costume you got there, Pete, for the costume. She knows. I know. Oh, okay. I told her. Well, I figured it out. <laughs> now she's another one, the woman in the chair. Yep. Well, we'll see where that goes now that his identity is. Yeah. Well, see, be, that's what makes it real difficult too. Like now that they've done this, it's either well, what is what two, three years before we get the next Spider-Man movie? Probably. I would imagine so. And then, but it's like, will it take place right after? Like, and we'll mm-hmm. get to what happens, or will this news and this thing spill over into any other movies that are taking place around the same time? Like, will it show up as a, you know, someone's reading the newspaper and they're like, oh, shit. There, There's also, somebody also did the math, too, where this, weirdly, this could be the door opening to the Netflix characters coming into the MCU. Is because Spider Man is in their neighborhood, kind of right? Different yeah. borough, same city. Yeah, still New York. And, yeah, one of them. Yep. You know, maybe a couple of them help him out. Like it really, uh, if he gets put on trial or something like that, if Matt Murdock is not his lawyer, that is that's, that that's is a missed, a opportunity. missed opportunity. Unless they go with She Hulk as his lawyer. Okay, I, I would accept She Hulk <laughs> as a close second. The other thing, though, is that Spider-Man is an Avenger, and the world knows that. So, like, like is he? But they've just pre- portrayed him and made him, and everything makes him look like he was the one behind these drones attacks to be make himself feel you know, become bigger. I'm and trying to think what Avengers are left, but if like Falcon, if Falcon or Black Panther vouched for him, apparently yeah. Falcon was nearly in the movie. 
There's a version of the script where he showed up in the Captain America style gear. Oh, and or even they, they decided yeah. it would be too much to yeah. do that right or off even the bat. Pepper. Yeah, it, well, it, it, I don't know if we'll ever see Pepper again. Yeah. Like, it, well, of course, the dump truck full of money can always show up, but yeah. it sounds like, if I'm not mistaken, her contract is done, so they would have to. Well, she wouldn't even know what movie she's it. in anyway. Yeah, <laughs> but. Uh, that's our opinions on it. What, do we, what what does Jen have to say? Funny you should mention that. Now to pre-recorded Jen and Brent. Hi, Jen. Hi, Brent. Uh, what did you think of Spider-Man Far From Home? It was awesome. I'm taking Endgame off the table when I'm talking about best movies of the year because really no movie is going to compare to mm-hmm. how awesome Endgame was. Uh, but this is up there. You all, you know, I'm a huge Spider-Man fan. I have been since long before I knew you, and uh, I was just super excited to have another Spider-Man movie with this Spider-Man and this cast and everything. Yep. Um. And yeah, it was great. I mean, I loved, I loved it all. <laughs> I guess the big thing. I mean, you've already done the super, the super spoiler warning. Oh yeah, the, the, because, you can spoil the crap out of it yeah, by this because I'm gonna. Yeah. I went through a big roller coaster of emotions with Mysterio. <laughs> I gotta say. Yeah. I knew he was a villain from watching the old cartoon in the 90s because mm-hmm. I didn't read any of the comics. No. But I knew he was a villain. But the way the trailers presented it, he was like, is he a villain? Is he from another Earth where he's a good guy? And I'm like, ooh, that would be an interesting way to spin it. Let's see where this goes. That would open the doors to a lot of things. Yeah. But apparently that's not what the case no. is. So when the movie is going, I'm like, he's being a good guy. And I'm like, oh, he's filling in for Iron Man. He's being a mentor and a father figure. And he's like the only one that understands Spider-Man. And that was his whole freaking plot. And he fell for it just like Spider-Man did. But I was mm-hmm. like, I'm, I even whispered to Brent in the movie. I'm like, I'm going to be upset if he's a bad guy. And then, of course, he was. And then I was like, damn it, he's a bad guy. And he's doing this for, like, a really shitty reason. It's like, Tony Stark didn't like me anymore, so I'm going to be a bad guy. Well, he did get fired. Yes. Yeah, I, I know. Tony Stark stole his tech I'm and fired still him, not blah, completely blah, blah, blah. sure what his idea to make money out of all this would have eventually been. I don't know. Like, I, does he start like hiring himself out or selling off the tech? Yeah, like I think it was more an idea of making hologram technology more prevalent in the world. Maybe. It's... Instead of just using it for therapy. Instead, he decides to use it to blow up mm. historical monuments and locations. Uh, and so then I was like, oh, crap, he's a bad guy. Well, he's, you know, okay, fine. I'm fine with that. He's a bad guy. And then at the end, what was that? Was that one of the... It was one of the end credit scenes, right? Yes. Yeah. So then at the end, where he tells the whole freaking world spider-man's identity and frames him for his own death i'm like he's a real big dick yeah <laughs> so or, yeah. or well maybe not him maybe the the other guy who was yeah, downloading it could have everything been the other guy but it, still. it does leave it kind of nebulous whether he is dead or not because i don't know he's dead because the god put on, the, set, on he, edith yeah and oh god i love that edith what was it even in even dead i'm the hero yeah. Edith, I'm like, oh god, that's so Tony. <laughs> but the thing is, is why would have he been dead? Because he got shot. No, he didn't. Yeah, he did. That was an illusion. No, and then that his part... real him got shot too. 
by one of the drones. I don't recall seeing that. He he pulls out the gun in Illusion Land. Yeah. And Peter catches it and blocks the gun. Or maybe the bullet ricochets. He got shot. It doesn't actually show him getting shot, though. But it also tells him he's not an illusion and he's yeah. dead. So the, the one thing Spider-Man's been good about that the other Marvel movies have kind of failed at is so far Spider-Man's bad guys are still alive with the possible exception of Mysterio but given the character it's a very good possibility that was bullshit somehow yeah you know what you know what I mean the more I'm thinking about there and I mean I know that the public can spin things and believe all sorts of shit for a long time um see the state's current political climate but anyway um (laughs) (laughs) I I mean I was thinking about it I'm like it would be kind of they just need to reveal to the world that Mysterio was not who he said he was and that it was all illusions and that he was, mm. he was... And so then that casts doubt on on him as a hero, which would may then cast doubt on what he's saying about Spider-Man being Peter Parker, which yeah. could... But, I mean, then you got the Bugle, who's basically Fox News, saying that, um, you know, Mysterio was the greatest hero and Spider-Man is evil. And, oh my God, J. Jonah Jameson came back. I'm sure that's come up already in the podcast. What's but the actor's that, name again? Uh, J.K. Simmons. Yeah. Oh my god! I'm so excited. It's he's it, the it, best. He said Jameson. from the beginning that he would come back. Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk a bit. We we normally Brent and I have like big long conversations about these movies that we we see before we record, so we end up having like the same conversations over again for mm. the podcast. But we didn't get a chance to do that because we legit just came home from the theater. Yep. Um. So I mean, I also wanted to. I hope everybody stuck around for the second um with cut the scene with the scrolls. So it's revealed in that scene that all through the entire movie, Nick Fury and Maria. Uh, are both Skrulls. They're Talos and his wife from the Captain Marvel movie. Yeah. And uh, I was like, that explains a bit because I'm like watching this movie and I'm like, Nick Fury, maybe like when he got dusted, he lost some of his edge or something because I'm like, he's making some stupid mistakes. Yep. Like really not great ones. Like Mm. the first one that popped into my, the big one was that he's like, Oh, you don't need to wear your mask as you're meeting all of my team. And I'm like, Oh, they're like, everybody here knows your identity. And then he's like, and this is Dimitri. And this is I'm like, they don't know his identity. Like they should, they've never met him before. Yeah. Like, and since Fury is so freaking paranoid, the last thing he's going to do is be like, yeah, tell the whole world who you are. Yeah. It it really explains the problem. Everybody had with, the one hole in my theory when we talked about this when the trailer came out was, well, how does Nick Fury fall for... If Mysterio's all bullshit, why does Nick Fury fall for it? He shouldn't. Well, it's not him. Yeah, because even the air quotes Nick Fury at the end of the movie when they're talking to Happy, and he's like, oh, I had my doubts all along, and Nick Fury's like... Or Maria's like, no, you you fell for it the whole time. And I'm like... Yeah. Really? Would he? He's so freaking paranoid. I'm really. I kind of like that they ended up revealing that they that they, it wasn't actually them, but they were scrolls. And I loved how he's like, his Talos's wife is like, you need to tell him. And he's like, so 
things kind of happened, and yeah, uh, we screwed up. <laughs> Which brings up the question, what is Nick Fury doing in space, I guess? Yeah, is it... Like, it, it's kind of nebulous. We He's on a space station of some sort. I'm assuming a scroll space station. Well, there are scrolls on it, yeah. yeah. We don't really see, and we don't really see if there are humans on it or other not, than other than him. Why is he there? How long has he been there? Yeah. What's, what's he doing? I um, guess that's probably going to be what the next uh, the next few movies of the MCU are going to cover. I assume that's what the next phase is yeah. going to be headed up to. Yeah. Uh, um, what did you think of... What, what are your thoughts on Peter Parker's identity has now been revealed? See, I'm like, okay, again, I haven't read the comics, but I've hung out with you guys enough um, to have absorbed some knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that in the Civil War comic book, yep. his identity is revealed. Mm-hmm. And then bad stuff happens. May gets killed, doesn't she? Yes. And then he feels guilty about that. And, you know, bad stuff happens to him because now the world knows who he is. So well, I'm wondering... She gets shot. She does, yeah. She's oh, on she her way. Die? Yeah. So, okay. So um, she's on her way out. And Mary Jane makes a deal with Mephisto, who is, for all intents and purposes, the the, the main devil in the Marvel Universe, to sacrifice something in order to, one, Peter's identity gets covered back up, and two, Aunt May lives. And that big sacrifice is their relationship. Now, that's a different situation than currently is. Because in the comic at that point... They were point, a lot older. They were a lot older and married for like yeah. qu- quite a while, right? They could. So my th- my thought is that maybe they're going to take that particular storyline. It's not going to be in the Civil War context because they've done that. Yeah. But they could kind of take some of the implications of Peter Parker's identity being revealed and spin that into the third movie. And I mean, they could do what you were suggesting. And I mean, it could be that Mary Jane, who now knows Spider-Man's identity could sacrifice their relationship or her knowledge of or something to to fix that mm. i mean i might it's possible i don't know i don't think it, their relationship's built is quite yeah. strong enough for that sacrifice yet but well marvel's also done a good job of taking bits of storylines mm-hmm. and reworking them for the the mcu where it's not exactly the same it has kind of the same engine but the the body and everything else of the car is completely different so it'll be interesting to see what they do Mm -hmm. um i have faith in it oh yeah i haven't been disappointed yet it's they've done so he has done well so far hopefully they continue this relationship with marvel and i I think they'll be stupid not to yeah but going back to the movie (laughs) Mm. uh i also wanted to say the scenes where Spider-Man is trapped in Mysterio's illusions oh. were amazing. Yes. They were so well done. Oh, and the fact that he, they're all, they're calling his spider sense his Peter Tinkle. <laughs> yeah, I, I kept waiting for at some point them to correct that. And it never gets corrected. He even starts calling it that. Yeah. I think he probably, because it's a problem, it sounds like it was a new power that is just developing. Yeah. So, in that he doesn't really know very much about. Well, yeah, I guess we got to remember, he hasn't been Spider-Man really that long of a a time, right? Like, 
And that's one of the other Maybe things. Maybe two years? Yeah. Max? Well, it, it, yeah, because he was dusted, so those well, whole five years are gone. No, like, I mean, like, total career time, yeah. right? Like, time's at bat. He's been, time's at bat. He's been around, like, because we don't know how long he's been operating when Tony finds him in Civil War. Not very long. Not very long. Because I think he says in, in Civil War, like, basically, he's just been kind of, like, flipping around and taking pictures of himself, yeah. not really fighting crime or anything. Well, just sort of local crap. Yeah. And, you know, after that, like, so I'm going to give it kind of a max of two years, probably more likely like a year, year and a half. And that's one of the other things I really liked about that movie is that he's basically, he considers himself still a newbie. He's like, I'm your neighborhood Spider-Man. I'm not an Avenger. I'm not a big league hero like Thor and Iron Man and Captain America. I'm just a kid. And so he suddenly finds himself basically pushed to the front uh tony stark's heir and successor almost which is a lot of pressure to put which on is, a 16 year yeah. old kid so that part in the plane where he basically he's screwed everything up and happy comes to i love happy happy comes to save him and it's like the only person he can trust and he even is like stay there and tell me something only you know because he's been like beaten mm-hmm. and i mean that does stuff to your brain too and then he finally has his little breakdown in the jet I think I cr- I teared up. I'm like that part got me in the feels way more than Endgame did, because I kind of can relate, you know, to have yeah. all of that stress and pressure on you when you don't feel equipped to deal with it, mm. and having the person who was your support gone, and you feel alone and you've got nobody to turn to and you don't know what to do, and I like that part was I think that's probably one of the reasons I like Spider Man so much is I find him very relatable. So yeah, I was. Uh, I was really glad. I love that Happy and Aunt May are dating. Kind of, maybe. Kind of, maybe, sort of. Happy thinks they are, but May doesn't. May thought it was a summer fling. I yeah. think that was in the dialogue. Yeah, yeah. And, and Peter's like, I'm going on a date. And it's like implied, you guys should work this out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was really, I really, really liked this movie. It was great. Mm. Do you have any thoughts of where you want to see it go from here? Where I want to see Spider-Man go. Yeah. Well, I guess the next Spider-Man movie is going to be about him dealing with uh, his identity being in the world Mm. and this sudden backlash against Spider-Man, which has always been the part of Spider-Man that I didn't really like that much. I'm like, I I, I always want people to like him because he's such a sweet guy. And bad luck always happens to Peter Parker. He has a rough life, which, again, is the everyman and it's Mm. way more relatable. Uh, than a lot of other superheroes. But I was kind of like, he's been mostly spared that so far, so I was kind of like, maybe Peter Parker's going to get a break this uh, time. I think he's going to be going through some serious shit yeah, next movie. Yeah, I know, and then that's going to break my heart, because I always feel bad every time Peter Parker has to go through some shit. The thing I keep thinking about is Sony has had plans that keep getting put back or canceled for a Sinister, a sinister Six film. And they could be leading kind of towards that. Like, if the world thinks Spider-Man's a villain, you know, that means the the Vulture could have been unjustly, in air quotes, put in jail. You know what I mean? Like, they're, they, yeah. they don't have six of them, though, is the only thing. They would have to introduce a couple more, but they could do that in a movie. Yeah, but then I, I don't want them to fall down the too many villains route. Um, mm. that a lot of superhero movies tend to do where it's like, 
like what was it spider-man 3 the one where it was like we're gonna throw every villain on the world at him um no well there's only two well no there's and like, and like the the 90s Batman where it's yeah, like... Yeah, that's, that's the better example. You've got four different yeah. bad guys and mm. then you have Batman. And it's like, that's just too much for one movie. So I hope they don't go that I don't think they will because they've been, they haven't hit it yet. And it's been like how many years? Mm. Um, but I don't want them to do that. Yeah, I just, I just don't want Spider-Man. I like Spider-Man. I don't want bad things to happen to him. <laughs> Is there a villain you kind of hope for in the next one? Assuming, like, let's say it's a new one, not a returning... Oof. Uh, I don't know. Throw me some Spider-Man villains. The only one that's coming to mind right now is Rhino. That That's one I could see them redoing, because he isn't really in the Andrew Garfield movie that much. Oh, I forgot. I haven't told you I saw that one. Oh, he's in the second one. It's yeah, I didn't not, see that one. Yeah, yeah. You've seen Batman Forever? Yeah. Same movie. Yeah. Just with Spider-Man. Yeah. Somebody out there is yelling at me, no, it's not. But <laughs> yeah, it kind of is. I don't. Mysterio was always my favorite Spider-Man. Really? Movie. Yeah. Okay. I love the costume. I love his illusion powers. Yeah. I love the fishbowl head, um, and I, I kind of like, I like the the fact that he's more of a psychological villain than a violent villain. Mm. So I mean, you probably have gathered by now that I tend to like. Uh, I, I'm not especially fond of excessive violence, but I, I do like. I like it when you have a smart villain. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, um, did you want to throw out a geek pick there while we've got you? Uh, yeah, actually, um, I watched on Netflix a movie called Always Be My Maybe. Oh, um, okay. And I watched it with my mom. <laughs> and, I mean, I wasn't thrilled to watch it because I'm like, oh, it looks like it's going to just be a stupid rom-com. But it was really funny. It was very funny. And so it's about, uh these two kids who grow up basically they're neighbors and they grow up and basically are best friends all until they're about, you know, 18, 19, mm. um, you know, they're each other's firsts. And, uh, then they, they have a big falling out when, uh, one of, it's not really a spoiler, but when one of the, actually it is a spoiler, so I won't say it. They have a bit of a falling out. And then it's like 10 years later, uh, they get, they, their paths cross again. And, um, it's them kind of rediscovering their friendship and rediscovering uh, their relationship and their love for each other and kind of having some closure on the event that separated them. And Keanu Reeves makes a guest appearance in it that is hilarious. As himself. As himself, yeah. Keanu Reeves as, 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 oh, it's so funny, as Keanu Reeves, but he is like crazy and it's hilarious. And uh, there's a great song that you all should look up called I Punched Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Just YouTube it. I don't really think it's spoilery, but as soon as I heard it, I sent it to Brent because I'm yep. like, you need to hear this song. It's hilarious. So yeah, right. it's uh, on Netflix. So it's always be my maybe. Okay. Thank you, Jen. You're welcome. Now back to you, future Brent and Ryan and future Kevin. Bye, guys. All right. Hope you enjoyed that. Wow, that, that. was fascinating. I she can't believe insight. she said that. <laughs> and so funny. I'm so shocked. I tried. I tried my best to not repeat yourself. Well, both times when when I recorded with her, I'm like, "This is your show," because I know I'm going to blather on about it. Then <laughs> I don't want to repeat myself in the past, in the future, kind of wibbly wobbly, timey wimey. But uh, yeah, so. 
go see it. If you like the Marvel movies and you like Spider-Man, you'll like this one. Oh, yeah. If you don't like those movies, then why are you listening to this why podcast? Why are you listening to this podcast? <laughs> um, which brings us to Geek Picks. Jen said her Geek Pick and... And um, it was great. It was great. Oh, I love that. I can't even remember what it was. <laughs> well, I have been, not binging, doing a slow binge, I guess, of The Expanse. And Ryan will be happy to know I'm up now to the middle of season three. I love that uh, show. Avisavla has just been rescued, and that's where I am. Oh, uh, she's on the Rosinante? Yes. Yeah, Spoilers. Yeah. Um, the show's so good. It's so it is, good. Oh. So good. It's filmed in Toronto. And it looks so beautiful on my big 4K TV. I'm going to start watching it after yes. I'm done Deadwood. Oh, I'm, it's, I'm uh, revisiting it's on Deadwood Amazon right now. Prime, and it's, uh, yeah, it's worth a watch. It's the, uh, I like the politics of it. I, oh, there are, it's three seasons. It's probably what only like 10 episodes in the first season, 13 in the second, and I think 13 in the third. Yeah, I was going to so say, there's, there's only, there's like maybe 30 some odd. Yeah. Season four is coming. They haven't soon. said. But they have a presence at San Diego Comic Con, yes. so they're gonna have a panel and talk, and hopefully they'll tell us a date. Yeah. So cool. uh, yeah, watch the Expanse. It's very good. Ryan. Well, I just binged uh, another one of my favorite shows, and I guess it'll be. I wasn't gonna be my my geek pick, but why the hell not? Uh, Stranger Things season three just dropped over the uh, July holidays, yep. and uh, you know it's only eight episodes. Uh, takes place, I think, in '84. Uh, some of the movie references or movie that they pull, you know, you get some some Red Dawn in this one, and it's it's just if you like Stranger Things, it's you'll like the season too. It's got some good twists and uh, some some developments of some characters that hadn't been you know really on it before, and so they want to do one more, is what I understand. I don't know if it's just one. I thought at one point I'd heard that they had planned on doing five seasons and that no. was it. Yeah. Like, but, I know it's a limited amount. Like, yeah, but it could easily be four. But we're probably not going to, once again, we're probably not going to see another season. If it's like the last one, it's going to be two years before we see it. Yeah, well, it's the problem when you get a hit show like that is a lot of those cast members are now in demand, right? Well, that, and then, you know, they, they got to write them and they got to do this and then scheduling. Yep. And, but then you're running into the problem where those kids are soon going to start to get to that point Age where... Out of their parts. Yeah, like you, instead of doing a one-year time jump for between seasons, you're going to have to do a two- or three-year time jump mm-hmm. to make the, the, the make sense of the, the change in their look. But yes, Stranger Things Season 3. It's on Netflix. Go and watch it. Awesome. So my geek pick is also an Amazon TV show. It's Good Omens. Uh, that was pretty good. I finished. I finally finished, finished it. it. Yep. You should read the book now. Like, it, like it, uh, it's. I hate being like, oh, the book is better. It's not necessarily better, but it's different in, in a good way, too. Like, you can enjoy both separately. But the, the show was really well done. It... Um, where it isn't strict to the book, it's definitely to the heart of the book. You know what I mean? It, yeah, it still it has the same feel. The same. It's it's yeah. it, it's true to the book without being necessarily word for word to the book. Yeah, like and the book's hard to do word for word because like some of the best parts of the book are the footnotes in it, <laughs> which they kind of incorporated throughout the the show. But um, it's perfectly cast. It's just great. Yeah. That's so, a fun show. Yeah. I, I, it's one of those things that, like, I never thought it was going to happen because there were so many times where it nearly did and then didn't. 
because uh, there was a version of it Terry Gillum was going to make at one point. Okay. Uh, with like, I, I believe Robin Williams was attached to it because mm. he was a big fan of the book. And then, but uh, this uh, this I think worked out really well. It had the amount of pa- good pacing to it, and it was split up in just the right amount of episodes. I loved the episode where the titles didn't even come on until over half an hour into the. Uh, like the it threw uh, Jen the and I completely was thirty minutes <laughs> into the show. I think that was the this like the third or fourth ep- third episode. Yeah. yeah, it was the history of Aziraphale and Crowley. Yeah, I think that's the one the episode that really got me into the series. Like I found mm-hmm. myself I watched the first and the second the first couple episodes. And I was just kind of like, okay, you know, whatever this is going on, and then it was finally that one when you start to get the backstory and you see the relationship and, you know, and everything else, and it's like. Okay, yeah, you got me. I'm hooked. Let's yeah. go. I I also like the fact that like Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett just wrote the one book together, but they were great friends. Yeah. And Terry Pratchett unfortunately passed away a couple of years before this came into existence. But Terry Pratchett's hat made it to the premiere of the show, which is kind of awesome. And it's like Neil is like I've fulfilled my duties. But yeah, good omens, rather good. Um, and that's it for this episode. Next episode will be us from Elmvale. Well, next episode will be us post Elmvale Comic Con, probably. We may record at it. The Elmvale Sci Fi Fantasy Festival. Yeah. But last time, if it's anything like last year, we recorded. Uh, well, we didn't have the whole crew there last year. No. So. It was you, no. me, and Ed, and we recorded an episode in Ed's front yard with a couple of beers in our hands. Yeah, but Ed, we can't do that this year, I don't think. Because Ed's he has, got a ghost. Yes. He's got prior commitments right, right after. afterwards. But we can always come back here and record with That's beer true. in our we hands. Can, we could, we could do a live recording there. We yep. don't know. Yeah. Well, lots of choices. If, if you do come to the Street Festival, uh, come and say hi to us. Please come to the Street Festival. We it's will, fun. It, yeah. it sounds like a lot of fun. Oh, it's always. Well, we had a great time there. We met a lot of people. Uh, we'll have stickers. We'll have new stickers. Mm-hmm. We made new friends like Hannah. Yep. She we picked was, up some listeners. We so picked high up listeners. listeners who came who came on board because of Elmdale last year. Yep. yep. So, my I'm boss's my boss's mother came by. And you, you've never been. No. Uh, <laughs> couldn't go last year and uh, this year and. This year is a little weird because it will be my birthday. Yeah. Oh, well, come by and say happy birthday. I think we need Bring to have a sign cookies. that says, Lordy, Lordy, look who's 40. Oh, oh there you go. You suck. <laughs> and a Burger King birthday crown. No, Jen's got an inflatable one. Oh, does she? Okay. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> Anyways, thank you for listening, and we will be back in two weeks. Good night. Goodbye. See you then. Set your faces to sexy. Set your faces to sexy. You've been listening to True North Nerds. You can find us on social media like Instagram and Twitter and Facebook under True North Nerds. You can also find us at our fun little website, truenorthnerds.com. You can find us in person on July 20th at the Elmvale Sci Fi Fantasy Street Party. We will be there, we will be recording stuff, and we will also be handing out stickers. And if you like Snowhawk Cosplay, he will be there as a featured cosplayer. Uh, I can't remember which costume he's going to be in, but it's pretty frickin' cool. Please come out and see us, please get stickers, and until then... 
milk was a bad choice. 